Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. Amen. Happy Wednesday. We're, we're halfway through with this week. Amen. Friday is on the way. Just hang in there. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. And uh, tonight we'll, uh, I'm pretty sure we're going to finish up tonight. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. But this uh, Roman series has been a great series. Amen. Uh, I've learned a lot from it. Amen. Praise God. And uh, we want to finish out tonight strong. And uh, we uh, value your uh, participation. Amen. So uh, the Lord imparts something to you while discussions are going on. Raise your hand and, and, uh, uh, and share uh, what the Spirit gives to you. Uh, this is uh, Romans uh, chapter 16. It's uh, in our Engaging God's Word Romans series book. It is uh, chapter 30. Amen. We're finishing up. So uh, uh, I would like to enter into prayer before uh, we enter into the Word. Uh, amen. To, for the Holy Spirit to, to, to channel our hearts and minds, channel our attention. Uh, and, and to help us to, uh, to focus tonight. Amen. Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank and praise you tonight and magnify your name. You are great and greatly to be praised. And God, as we delve into your word tonight, Lord, we pray that you would guide our hearts and minds, O oh Lord, and, and help us, Lord, to, to receive uh, the understanding, Lord, of your intended uh, desire for us uh, in these scriptures, O oh Lord, that we could have that understanding and live by your word, walk by your word, and prosper by your word. And Lord, we thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. I just have uh, just a few remarks uh, to talk about uh, before we get into the final questions. Uh, in the final verses of Romans chapter 16, verses 19 to 27, uh, the Apostle Paul imparts a passionate ex exhortation to the Roman Christians, urging them to be wise in goodness and innocent in evil. And this call to discernment underscores the Christian's responsibility to navigate the complex complexities of the world with a moral compass grounded in righteousness. Amen. We don't, we don't just fly through life by the seat of our pants. Amen. And now, now, some of us do that in, in kind of a secular sense, uh, or uh, <laughs> you know, but uh, God didn't uh, design us to go just go through life based on how we feel about something. Mm -hmm. Amen. It's it's what thus saith the word of God, and, and if we're tuned into God's word and filled with God's spirit, we can live uh, a very rewarding and uh, and a full life. Amen. Have you ever been in a place in your life where you felt like you were existing, but you weren't really living? I've been there a few times. But, you know, the, the richness and the fullness of life in Christ is, is an awesome thing. Amen. And uh, the way that you enter into that is, is not by accident, and you don't stumble into it like you'd fall into a hole, but you have to put yourself in that place with your determination and your faith and, and, and study of the Word of God and, and walking on purpose by the Spirit. Amen. You, you walk in the Spirit because you desire to be there and, and not because uh, God's going to force you like a marionette or a puppet on a string. 
That's not, that's not the way this works. It, it involves uh, the, the, our, our will, our, our want to. And uh, it's up to us to follow uh, the Lord. Amen? Now, uh, Paul assures us the Romans... Uh, the, assures the Romans of God's omnipresent influence, declaring that God, the God of peace, will soon crush Satan under their feet. And uh, I believe he did crush Satan under their feet. But you know what? God's going to crush Satan under our feet too. Amen. Amen. Uh, we're, we're fighting the same devil. Amen. And uh, every once in a while, that devil needs to <laughs> be put in his place. Amen. Yes. He needs to be trampled down a little bit. Amen. And. Uh, this imagery symbolizes the ultimate victory believers have in Christ over the forces of darkness. And it fosters hope and pers perseverance in the face of challenges. Amen. It's an ongoing battle. It's the same battle the Roman Christians were fighting. Amen. We're fighting the same battle uh, against the same uh, forces of darkness. Amen. And just as they had victory, we have victory too. Amen. I don't, I don't know about you, but I feel victorious. I don't feel defeated. I don't feel crushed. Amen. Because I know, <laughs> I know uh, the, the commander uh, of the forces of heaven. Amen. I, I, I know, amen, the captain or the, of the Lord of hosts. Amen. I, I know that we are victorious. Amen. But, it's, but we, we will face many battles in this life. Uh, we've faced a lot already. We got more in front of us. Amen. That, that's life. That's, that's what comes with this thing called life. Amen. But, uh, amen, I, I believe I am victorious in Christ Jesus. <laughs> amen. Absolutely. Amen. If you read the book, you know we win. Amen. And, and that book is what inspires our faith to begin with. That's what gives us faith. By putting that word in your heart, that builds your faith. It's like building a brick wall. You start brick by brick, amen, and uh, you just build it layer by layer, amen. Year by year, uh, your faith will grow, amen. And pretty soon you'll just be so convinced that God's got this, and you'll be able to walk above uh, some of the trials of life, amen doesn't mean you're going to get it right every time. doesn't mean that you're not going to uh, get weak in the knees every once in a while. Amen. But when you feel weak in the knees, just let those knees buckle down and, and let those knees hit the floor. Amen. Yeah. And, and you'll be in a per perfect position uh, to talk to God and to, amen, and to be helped by the Lord. Amen. Now, the apostle extends greetings on behalf of trusted individuals who played crucial roles in spreading the gospel. And this emphasizes the communal nature of the faith, encouraging believers to appreciate and support one another in their diverse roles and ministries. Amen. So um, we are all designed to play a part, all designed to have a role, all designed to have a ministry. You say, well, I'm not called to be in that pulpit. Well, maybe not, but you still have a ministry. We all have the ministry of sowing the word, of planning, uh, of being a laborer in the field. Amen. It doesn't mean you have to get a Bible and thump somebody over the head with it. Amen. But you can tell them that Christ can help them out in their situation, that Christ will save and Christ will deliver. Christ will uh, pull you out of this. Amen. Now, the concluding verses feature a doxology attributing glory to the only wise God through Jesus Christ. And this serves as a fitting conclusion 
to the theological masterpiece of Romans, encapsulating the essence of Paul's teachings, the sovereignty, wisdom, and glory of God revealed through Christ's redemptive work. It transforms the discourse into a moment of worship, elevating it from instruction to a heartfelt expression of awe and reverence. Therefore, the closing verses are not just a conclusion to a letter. And they're, they're a timeless encapsulation of core principles guiding Christians. The call to discernment, assurance of victory in Christ, emphasis on community, and the ultimate doxology form a comprehensive summary of the Christian life, resonating with believers across time as a profound guide in their journey of faith. Amen. Praise God. We uh, left off last week at question 14. Uh, we'll be covering uh, Romans 16, verses uh, 19 through 27. Uh, so uh, question 14 says, What does Paul commend the Romans for? And what does he warn them about? Yeah, we can, we can go ahead and... Uh, we only got four questions, so <laughs> we should have time. Amen. Starting at verse 19. For your obedience has become known to all. Therefore, I am glad on your behalf. But I want you to be wise in what is good and simple concerning evil. And the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet shortly. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. Timothy, my fellow worker, and Lucius, Jason, and Sosipater, my countrymen, greet you. I, Tertius, who wrote this epistle, greet you in the Lord. Gaius, my host and the host of the whole church, greets you. Erastus, the treasurer of the city, greets you. And Quartus, a brother. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. It sounds like he keeps closing and, uh, and, and he gets Pentecostal and he has to add a little more in there. <laughs> Ain't that right, Brother Bob? No, I'm just... <laughs> Praise God. Amen. Verse 25. Now to him who is able to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery kept secret since the world began but now made manifest and by the prophetic scriptures made known to all nations according to the commandment of the everlasting God for obedience to the faith. To God alone wise be glory through Jesus Christ forever. Amen. Praise God. So those are our scriptures. And verse four, uh, question 14 says, what does Paul commend the Romans for, and what does he warn them about? Amen. Anybody want to volunteer? <laughs> we don't have Sister Elizabeth here tonight. <laughs> Amen. How about uh, he uh, does commend them for their obedience? Yeah, obedience. Mm -hmm. yeah. And their reputation. Two different things. Amen. They had a reputation uh, for being Christ-like people, for being uh, 
people of God. They had, had that reputation. They had obedience, amen, uh, but they also had reputation. And uh, what does he warn them about? He tells them to, uh, he tells them to be wise about what is good and innocent about what is evil. In other words, stay away from bad influences. Amen. And choose the wise choices um, in your life. Now, I think that would probably have a direct reference to the scripture that says, be uh, wise as serpents and gentle as doves. Yep. Amen. It's, uh, it, it, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to say it uh, in, a, in a nice way. We Christians some, sometimes can be gullible. Naive. Because, you know, I don't know. I've been forgiven a lot of things, and I like to give people the, uh, the benefit of a doubt. Amen. And, uh, but don't, you know, have an open mind, but don't let your brains fall out. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a good way, <laughs> a good way to put that. And, uh, you know, stay prayed up. And, and, and always keep uh, the presence of the Holy Spirit in your mind as well. You know, thinking, Lord, is, is what this, this person tell me, is that right? You know, uh, uh, remember President Reagan, he had that one saying, trust, but verify. but verify. I trust you, but I just want to check up and make sure what you're saying is right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amen. So uh, be wise about what's good and innocent of what is evil. Now, in question 15, it says, for further study. How is the wisdom Paul speaks of in verse 19 different from the world's wisdom? And it says, read 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 1, verses 20, all the way up to chapter 2, verse 10. I guess we can do that tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. You got uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, starting at verse 20. And we'll read up to chapter 2, verse 10. Amen, and I'll take a swig of water while we're waiting for that to. Amen. All right, verse 20 says, Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom did not know God, it pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached, to save those who believe. For Jews request a sign, and Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified to the Jews a stumbling block, and to the Greeks foolishness. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. For you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise, And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty, and the base things of the world, and the things which are despised God has chosen, 
and the things which are not to bring to nothing the things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence, but of him you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us the wisdom of God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. That is, as it is written, he who glories, let him glory in the Lord. Chapter 2, verse 1, And I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom, declaring you to the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I was with you in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age, who are coming to nothing. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew. For had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit, for the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. So I think within all of those scriptures, there is quite a, a difference in the wisdom of the world and the wisdom of God. The wisdom of the world will tell us uh, calculations and, and uh, mathematical formulas for the mysteries of the universe, or so they think, and until they get a new James Webb telescope, telescope that starts blowing all their theories out of the water. Wow. Now they got to rethink everything. Now they got to rewrite the textbooks. Now they got to come up with something else, amen, to be their absolute truth, amen. Why are they telling you to trust the science? Amen. They say, trust the science, and then the science fails, amen. But you know what? Our Bible has been uh, in its current form for almost 2,000 years. It hasn't changed. God has not changed. Our, 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 our faith has not changed. Amen. Our, our, uh, our understanding of, of, of these things has not changed. Amen. God is God, and he always will be God. God created the heavens and the earth. I don't know how he did it. Amen. I know that he spoke, and, and he said, let there be light, and there was light. I don't know the, me the mechanics of it all. I can't tell you uh, the quantum physics uh, pertaining to it all. I don't know that stuff. Amen. But I do know that God did it. Amen. Amen. And, and, and his story hasn't changed. He's had the same story uh, for millenniums. Amen. But uh, praise God. Amen. That's the difference between the wisdom of God and the wisdom of men. The wisdom of God is, is, is the same since it was recorded in the Word of God. Amen. God doesn't have updates and revisions. Amen. Translations, uh, Bible translations of men have revisions sometimes because sometimes men in their translation get something maybe a little wrong or maybe they need to clarify it a little more to make it more clear. 
But uh, the original word of God was written, uh, and I, I believe it was, it, it was inerrant. Amen. Praise God. So, uh, amen. So the big difference in, in the wisdom of the world and the wisdom of man. Pastor Willie? You know, what I figured out is, especially now, YouTube's big, and uh, people who are uh, using YouTube for influencers are big, and we have what we call red pilling now, and the manosphere, and yeah. all these things, <laughs> and we follow after all these people who are supposed to be today's gurus of truth, when the truth of the matter is, all the truths that they're talking about are truths from the Bible. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> that they're just not figuring out. And then they get on YouTube and they act like they're a guru and they know all this stuff. I'm like, well, you could have just opened up your Bible <laughs> <laughs> and you would have already knew that that was in there. But because we have a generation that is foreign to the Bible, they cling to that stuff, which is encouraging to the church because that means there's still a generation that seeks truth. We just have to have a better, a better trajectory of how to get that truth to them via digital media and other ways to, to get it out. But that's encouraging. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Brother Bob? Uh, the pastor is right. The, uh, uh, the wise preacher Solomon said there's nothing new under the sun. And uh, uh, just imagine what uh, uh, the scripture ended with, uh, that no flesh and glory is present. Right. Amen. This is why I really uh, like what we just read, uh, and I marvel at it how that God showed all these things that are contrary to what the world is like. The weak things to confound, to bring down the strong, the wise to confound, uh, the foolish things to confound the wise, etc., etc. It's wonderful. Amen. So. Amen. Amen. A big difference in the wisdom of God and the wisdom of men. Exactly. Praise God. Amen. Uh, the world's method uh, uh, is they compromise and conform. We are transformed by the renewing of our mind. Amen. We, we need that constant transformation working in us by the Holy Spirit. And part of, part of it is ingesting the word of God. Amen. Sister Haley. Um, a big difference I found was essentially the reason of why I drink the Holy Spirit because it's not natural. Mm -hmm. And so what I found is that often when we're talking about the things of the world, people generally chase after it because they seek fulfillment amongst men. And obviously they want to see the advancement of or validation of the perceived achievements of man alone. But when you're chasing after, wis after the wisdom of God, you're seeking fulfillment in God, and you want to gain an advancement in, of, in your understanding of the universe that God has already placed before us. Mm -hmm. Amen. I mean, uh, we hold people in high regard that's above 130 IQ, you know. Mm 
uh, they're, they're really in smart, intelligent people in the academic uh, uh, realm. Uh, but they always want to block out God. They want to keep Christ out of the equation. And, and that's, that's where they fail. Amen. I mean, you can be, a, a, be highly intelligent and, and, and love God and, uh, you know, you'll turn out a whole lot better. And you'll uh, have a, a much better experience in the afterlife. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I have a question. Who was the wisest man that ever lived? According to the Bible. Jesus. According to the Bible, who, who was the wisest man that the Bible says ever lived? Solomon. Yeah, in the Old Testament. Solomon. That was Solomon. Yeah. He completely wrecked his life. Mm-hmm. Right. As smart <laughs> as he was, as wise as he was, he still did what he wanted to do. He knew that he shouldn't take foreign wives and all that stuff. He did it anyway and destroyed the whole kingdom to where he didn't put good wisdom in his son and his son was stupid. Mm-hmm. So the whole kingdom was split because although he was wise, he didn't apply what he knew. Right. In all areas of his life. And I think that's important for us to know in our generation because we have a generation now that thinks just because you read it in Google <laughs> or you saw it on a newscast <laughs> that you know everything there is <laughs> to know about the world. And the older you get, you realize how much you really don't know. Right. How many of you ever got to 50 or 60 or 40 and realize that all the stuff you thought you knew, <laughs> you really you really don't know. You looked at the world and this is how the world was until you got here and you're like, okay, so none of that's really true. I wonder why it is that we continue to do that instead of trusting in God with our wisdom, with his wisdom, instead of trying to figure out like we know everything. It's like we like leaning on the arm of flesh. Yeah. You know, what we what we think, see, hear, feel, you know. Uh, Sister of work. Sister work. Bible said evil men and seducers shall wax or, or shall grow worse and worse. Amen. You know, technology is not an evil thing, but wicked men use it for evil. Amen. So uh, that's why we got to uh, be uh, wise as serpents and gentle as doves. We, we have to keep our minds focused on Christ. Amen. Because uh, there's a lot of deceivers out there. Amen. I, I mean, especially the online world, I mean, there's a scam around every corner. <laughs> Let's uh, move on to question 16. Uh, this is a two-part question. Uh, part A says, what promise does Paul give concerning the spiritual battle in which the Romans are engaged? Amen. Amen. There's a promise in here. Uh, Sister Robin. Amen. Amen. What's that old song? Got the
the devil under my feet. <laughs> Amen. Holy Ghost holding him down, Lord. <laughs> Amen. Oldie but a goodie. Praise God. But you can't do that by yourself. You can't, you, can't, you can't work it out with your head and you don't have the physical strength. Amen. It's got to be through the Holy Spirit. It's got to be through Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. You, you got to trust in the Lord. Amen. 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 Trust in the Lord. Behold my peace and let the Lord fight my battles. Victory, victory shall be mine. Sister Warf. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, seven sons of uh, Sceva. Yeah. The, uh, what he had, uh, seven sons, and they were all uh, uh, these mystic, uh, 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 what do they call them? Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, they were, uh, you know, people that go around casting out devils, you know, uh, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, they said, uh, uh, by, the, uh, by the Christ that Paul preaches, we command you, we adjure you to come out. And the Spirit speaks back and says, Jesus I know, and I've heard about Paul, but who are you? <laughs> yeah. Amen. We're, if, we're, if you're standing by yourself, Amen. You know, you can say Jesus' name all you want to. But if you're not in Jesus' name, it's not going to help you at all. I mean, you can say in Jesus' name all you want to, but unless you're in Jesus' name, unless you're in Jesus, you know, it's not going to help you at all. Amen. Brother David, how many churches and places do we have where our preachers preach them, but they don't really know them? Mm-hmm. Right. He wasn't comfortable to say it until then. It wasn't profitable. <laughs> right. Um, something that I heard a, a preacher say not too long ago before he passed, he he got, he was a heretic, basically. He, he changed it. He, and he said something that was earth pouring, shaking. He said, oh, there are all sorts of people in the ministry that think just like I do. I talk to them all the time. But they say they can't come out because it's not profitable. So how many people not getting preached the truth because the pastor don't want to lose his job? Mm. He ain't gonna preach, and this is the thing. He's not going to say he doesn't believe it. He's just gonna preach till he gets to that point, and he's gonna skip over that. So mm. that's something that you miss, yeah, because he doesn't believe what he preaches. Mm. Oh, oh yeah, it's gonna be bad for him. <laughs> but in the meantime, the Bible says that they're led astray, and that's because they see we seek people with our own wisdom. That's what we do. I was listening to a, a thing the other night where they were breaking down the prosperity gospel and things. And the thing is, Paul says each man is taken away when he's carried by, away by his own lust. Mm -hmm. You find somebody that's poor and they need a quick fix, it's easy to say, drop $200 in this. I need a line here. Drop $200 here. And God's going to give you a miracle if you drop the $200 in there. And when they don't get it, they be like, I ain't getting it. Oh, well, you ain't have enough faith. <laughs> You know, that's how people do. Mm, right. <laughs> but that, that's something that we have to really be thinking of. 
um, is the validity. And you said, they said the Paul, the, G, the Jesus that Paul preached, they didn't even know him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right. There, it's like uh, hearsay. Hearsay is not admissible in court. Yeah. You can't get to heaven. <laughs> you got to get to the source before it's <laughs> worth anything. But uh, amen. Praise God. A, a question or part B of question 16 says, how is this promise fulfilled both now and in the future? Revelation. It's fulfilled now, but it's also fulfilled in the future. Revelation 20 and 10. And uh, can you bring that scripture up? Revelation 20, verse 10. Was, uh, like I alluded to earlier, we, we, have, we have our victories now, but we have the big victory in the end. And like Sister uh, Worf said in the, in the back of the book, we win. Amen. All right. Uh, chapter 20, verse 10. The, the devil who deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are. And they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Amen. So that's, that's, that's his final demise. Amen. There's no, re, no recovering from that. Amen. Mm-mm. Now, you can have a bad day, and uh, you can uh, throw something across the room and break it, or uh, say something not very nice to somebody and, and lose your Holy Ghost for a minute. <laughs> uh, and, and you might lose a battle here and there. You, 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 you might just have a really bad day and, and just you know, lose a battle. Amen. But we won the war. The war was actually won at at Calvary, at the cross. That's where the war was won. But there are many battles to fight uh, in our lives. And, and, you know, faith faith is something that you have to live by. You have to fight by it. Amen. You got to walk by it. Uh, God demands faith. He demands faith uh, to be saved, and uh, faith is going to keep you saved, and fa- faith is going to get you all the way to the finish line. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. But uh, does someone have a uh, anything to uh, articulate here about uh, question or part B? Hmm. How is this promise fulfilled both now and in the future? Amen. Anybody got anything to add? You know. Satan is already a defeated foe. Mm. He was defeated at the cross. Um, I think the best way to put it is sometimes when we would play games and we knew people couldn't beat us, we look at them and say, we finna go through this game and we finna murder them. And, and, and here's the thing, <laughs> you got to play the game, but you already lost from the start. Yeah. <laughs> you know you're not gonna beat us. So he's already lost the game at the cross the buzzer just counts out at the end of the time. <laughs> and he gets cast into hell. And and, and that, that's the thing is that he gets cast into the, the pit and the lake of fire with him and the, and the false prophet and into the hell that people are preaching that no longer exists now for some reason. But <laughs> we win now because this is my cousin. <laughs> when I moved here, my cousin didn't know Jesus. <laughs> she didn't. That means my cousin had an untimely end. 
Now my cousin is headed to hell, headed to heaven, and not to hell. Amen. That's a win. Amen. Amen. <laughs> that that's how this works. He's already defeated. All you got to do is go give the good news to people. Christ died for your sins. Trust in Him, and He'll change your life. We win. Amen. Now the devil's supposed to be defeated. But have you ever seen an example of a defeated Christian? Every time you run into him, how you doing? Oh, that devil's been on me all week. That devil's just fighting. That devil's always fighting. The only praise they give is to the devil and how, how bad the devil's beating them up. Have you, have you, I, I, got, I, got, I got people in my head right now. <laughs> I can hear their voices, you know. You know, it's like, it's like, you, you, you're, not spo- you're not supposed to be defeated. <laughs> the devil is supposed to be defeated. Amen. You're supposed to be victorious in Christ. But it takes faith to be able to rise above circumstances and say, wait a minute. I know I'm being battled here. I know I'm in the middle of a battle. But I'm still victorious in Christ. Amen. And, and, and that, that will change your whole outset uh, or, or your outlook in, uh, on life. Because if you're walking by faith, you can say, you know, yeah, I'm going through a trial, but this thing's going to end because it came to pass. It came, and it's going to pass. It's going to keep on going. And uh, like the, the saying, if you find yourself uh, going through hell, keep going. That's not your destiny. Keep on going. Move on out of that place. Amen. Trust God. Hold to his unchanging hand. Amen. God will pull you through anything if you can stand the pull. <laughs> Sister Stacy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why don't we just say, hey, he's reminding you of your past, remind him of his future. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know, that... future <laughs> is, is already determined. Amen. Mm-hmm. Revelation 20, verse 10, that's his future. <laughs> Amen. That's not my future. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Question 17. Never thought we'd get here, but <laughs> here we are. Amen. According to Paul, how are we able to be strengthened so that we can stand firm? Now, what's the trick when, you're, when you've, you, come, you come in dragging and you had just had no energy? Like poor, poor Haley was the other morning. <laughs> she, was, she was strung out. She, she, she was needing sleep real bad. Amen. Amen. I felt bad for her. I, I've been in those situations myself. Run, run around with match stems, match stems under my eyelids, you know. The, <laughs> amen. But how do you get this strength? Especially when you're down and out, when you're, you, you just got nothing left. Where does that come from? Amen. Amen. Grace. Okay, any, any, any of our seasoned citizens want to sound off on this? What do you do when you're, when you're, when you're all out of you? Mm-hmm. Amen. And, and 
That's counterintuitive. Yeah. But guess what? Glory to God. Salvation came to the whole world because Jesus rose from the dead. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Uh, the devil got snookered on that one. Thank mm -hmm. you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Praise God. But, uh, amen. Amen. So when you, run, when you run out of strength, amen, depend on him and he will make you strong. Amen. When, when you can't, can't do it, can't lean on any of your gifts, talents, or abilities, or your intellect, or, or, or your uh, craftiness, or your shrewdness, when you run all out of that, amen, the, the only thing left to lean on is Jesus, amen. But why not go to the source first, mm -hmm. amen? Why lean on the arm of flesh first? So why not lean on the everlasting yes, arms, amen? Praise God. Why not seek the source, amen? Mm -hmm. I mean nothing. When he said nothing, he meant nothing. He said, I am the vine, and you are the branches. The vine is the source. The vine is the root. The vine is what supplies uh, all the nutrients from the ground and, and, and the, the moisture from the ground out to the branches. Amen. 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 We, we, we serve an awesome God. He provision for us. Amen. He left nothing undone. When he said it was finished on the cross, he made every provision, and that's why we put our whole trust in him, because he's more than able. Glory to God. Shut up. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Can you imagine the people that stand before the great white throne and say, God, I would have lived for you if, if, you, would, if you didn't let me fall? If you would have helped me through that temptation, man, I, I, I believe I believe this all my my heart that God's going to have this uh, this uh, holographic uh, movie screen, and, and these little movies will pop up and and it'll show people uh, how how it actually worked out. You know, here's what you actually said, and here's how you actually felt. Amen. Uh, if you hold on to Jesus, he's going to pull you through. Amen. I know it for a fact. Amen. I've been pulled through many situations where, I, where it looked like, man, I don't think I'm going to recover from this. I've been in several situations. I didn't think I was going to recover from it. But somehow, someway, uh, the, uh, the, 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 the Lord made it happen. Amen. And, uh, and praise be to him. But uh, that's a reward of our faith. Amen. We're, we're rewarded for just keeping faith in him. Sister Pat? I think too often that I think I, I know why, but it's happened to me before. Mm -hmm. And I think too often that when we run into something and don't know how to handle it, 
<laughs> oh, yeah. It's like, okay, <laughs> which one do I choose? And that's what happens when you go from one person to another to get their opinion on something, because everybody has their own opinion. <laughs> we need to either go to a pa our pastor that we can trust or seek the word of God. <laughs> Amen. Right. I know what I was supposed to be. I knew where the church was at. I knew how to get to the church, but I took a different path to get there. And that was a moment. But we should have stayed on the right track. And God will never fail us. He'll always bring us out. And he'll keep his hand on us. Then several times I could have had an accident, making these weird turns and jumping in front of people. <laughs> Amen. And 
Yeah. Amen. Brother Bob? Uh, Dave, we're going to encounter uh, hardship and all that in this walk uh, with Christ, but uh, we're going to have to come uh, we're going to have to come uh, to, uh, to the point where we can say with Paul, uh, he said in uh, 1 2 Timothy 1, 12, uh, for the which cause I also suffered these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed. Mm -hmm. uh, for I know in whom I have believed and am persuaded that he, Christ, is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Uh, we're going to have to come to, you know, uh, to, to accept this trust God that if we have committed our souls to him when we accepted him as our Lord and Savior he is well able to keep us until that day of redemption. Glory to his name. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Anybody, anybody got any other comments? Amen. It's, it's been an awesome series. Uh, we finished it out. Amen. Uh, are we starting next week uh, with uh, Galatians? Amen. Uh, I, got, I, I have two books left, so if you need a Galatians book, uh, let me know. I can get it to you. Uh, they cost $7.50 off of Amazon. And, uh, amen, we, we got two left. So if you don't have a book, uh, you can see me, and uh, I'll make sure you get it. Amen. Well, uh, Nothing else, uh, Pastor Willie. Give Brother Dave a hand. We want to thank everybody online uh, and everybody in the building who stuck with us uh, through the entire book of Romans. Uh, if you've been following us for the past year or so, you've gotten to go all the way through the book of Genesis. You've gotten to go all the way through the book of Hebrews, an intensive study, and you've all gotten